Ladies and gentlemen, we've time jumped yet again, but possibly for the last time, as we go to episode 8 of House of the Dragon, Lord of the Tides. Not Lord of the Dance, I know it's easy to think that in your head, but Lord of the Tides. Slightly less tight pants. Who am I and what crazy things am I muttering, you ask? I'm Natalie Bohensky and this is Raven On, the original and best, that's right, we big ourselves up here, podcast recap analytical thingy about the Game of Thrones extended universe. With me as always to discuss this week's adventures in Westeros is a man who loves the concept of free speech, but if you screw up your delivery, (laughs) he will have your tongue lolling out of a non-existent mouth. It's Stuart Late. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Yes, uh, yeah, that, that's, it's, it's really, uh, the limits of free speech are really explored in this episode, aren't they? <laughs> and how, and how. Yeah, crikey, what an episode. Sorry to go full Australian there on you. That was early, out of the gate. <laughs> crikey. Crikey. What an episode. What a beauty. Careful, don't turn your back on a wild daemon. It'll take the top of your head clean off. Clean off. He really did, didn't he? He now, certainly can- did, Natalie. In one of the in one of the most shocking moments across <laughs> the entire like Game of Thrones extended universe, as we refer yeah. to it. Like, my God. Can I ask you? Because I talked about this a little bit in my recap. How I wasn't expecting that. Yes, I don't think anyone was. No, no, but the 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 fact that it happened so fast—it was a nanosecond. Yeah, and that like you can't measure it on a clock. The the time between Viserys kind of stumbling to his feet and saying, "I will have your tongue for that." So just if you know, spoilers obviously for this episode. Vaymond, Corlys Valerion's brother, has come in to claim. The Driftwood Throne. Yes. Every, everyone loves Vaymond, as, as we refer to him. Everyone loves Vaymond. He thinks he should be the next heir because Corliss is on a ship somewhere, possibly dying. He comes in to stake his claim. Rhaenyra's obviously very pissed off about this because <laughs> her son is due that title. But Vaymond is very keen to say her kids are bastards and she's a whore. Viserys stumbles to his feet and says and gasps, you know, I will have your tongue for that. And and you can't count, you cannot count the milliseconds yes. before it cuts back and you just hear this whoosh of a sword and a slice of flesh. And there and the top and and this is the thing, it's not the whole head. It's- no, I know. I, I love it. I love it so much. That they've done it so that so that they, he can have the the most badass line where David yes. says he can keep his tongue. And his tongue is just lolling on the floor, like his body collapses and this sort of diagonal cut through his head with the flesh of the brain kind of right there. And there's no, it's so quick, there's no blood yet. There's no bleeding yet. It's just yeah. its just this slice and the tongue just kind of flops out and he says, you can keep this tongue. But the, 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 And again, the, the foley work is working overtime in this uh, in this episode too because there's, there's some squelching that happens. Oh, so much squelching. But the thing is about that moment is that, it's like in that moment of Viserys staggering to his feet and saying, I will have your tongue for that. I went through this process. This is what I mean by how quickly your brain works. I went through a distinct process of, oh, no, he's in trouble now. What's going to happen? But Viserys can't do anything. He's very old and infirm, but he's very much defending his daughter. 
what could possibly happen now? Maybe Veyman will be arrested or tortured or and then bang, nope, yeah. done. No, nope, no, nope, he is like, dead. It, 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 somehow in that millisecond of time, my brain was able to construct a what's going to happen next scenario and then the show just rips the carpet out from under me and is like, nope, done. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So what do you do with your hands when you do this? Talk what? Yeah, to just you wash your hands of the whole you thing. Wash your hands of it. You yep. shake your hands off, dust, dust, dust your hands together, and it's done. And it was quite glorious. Just <laughs> and, incredible. And then, and then, and then, you know, there's this moment of huh, like a couple of people look shocked. Every well, everyone looks shocked. A couple of people look absolutely, you know, sickened. And then Otto goes, disarm him, and cool as you like. Damon just says, no need. Yeah, no need. I'm fine. It's all good. He doesn't hand over his sword. He doesn't, you know, he just wipes it calmly on the edge of his jacket or his coat and just walks back to, to Rhaenyra's side. It is another, it, it is a, uh, the one thing that I will say, like in, in, in the cold sort of fridge logic sort of way, is I don't know how Damon, like, walks away from that. Like, I know that, I know that he's the king's brother. And he's the he's he's married to the heir and and all that sort of thing. But it's like he just murdered a man. In I guess you could say he was carrying out the king's wishes. Well, this I, is I, this is the thing. Viserys had said, you know, six years earlier, last episode, that anybody who spreads rumors about Rhaenyra's, you know, the legitimacy legitimacy of her sons, yeah. will have their tongue. He stands up and he says, "I will have your tongue for this." Yeah, and then he's just dead. Damon does yeah. not, you know, it's summary justice. But you're right. I, I had that feeling too. Like no one's going to kind of take his sword off him, or go yeah, like, like like no one's going to like temporarily arrest him at least. And Viserys is like, I'll let him go. It's fine, or something like oh, that. Like that. they're not even going to do. It. He's just it's just Damon, agent of Matt Damon, agent of chaos. chaos. Yeah. Um, what oh. what I do like though, I mean, we're we're getting right into it, so let, let's do it. I mean, the the scene itself is doubly shocking, Natalie, in in a way that. You probably you probably don't even recognize because as we've said before, you haven't read the books. I have. No. no. Um, the way it plays out in the books is that it's not Vaymond who is there. It's like several of it's a couple of his brothers or something. Like in in the books, Vaymond is Corliss's nephew, not his brother. And so some of his brothers oh. go along. They've simplified things quite a bit. So some of his brothers go to King's Landing on his behalf and make the claim and Viserys cuts out their tongues, right? Wow. So everyone, you're expecting like a tongue cutting scene. <laughs> like, like, so everyone who's read the books is like, oh, you know, you, you've done it now, Vaymond, you're going to have your tongue cut out. Just like those, those guys earlier in the, in the season when Laris, you know, cut out everyone's tongue. Like we've had some yes. tongue cutting action already. Yes. Um, but no, just whoosh, complete upending of expectations. So not only is that moment, shocking to you it's shocking to me wow. i'm like that's not how they oh my god like they just killed him off like bam he's done holy crap that's really exciting that they're it's, not it's, it's it's amazing yeah they're not slavishly following the order of of the books because yeah i guess they're making choices like that 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 allow people who have read the books and who haven't read the books to be shocked by the exact same moment Yes, which yes. is great. It's it's so it's such precise, brilliant filmmaking. It's great yeah. and writing like just really, really well done to ensure that the 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 point of that scene is that someone makes a claim exactly 
that that they are you know they're not wrong in raising questions about they're, the they're not wrong but so, they they are they do face consequences for it but there are consequences because you know what is it that Baelish said back in Game of Thrones like what is the realm it's a lie that we tell a lie them. agreed upon yeah a lie agreed upon they've agreed upon the lie that Rhaenyra is a much wronged you know gossiped about queen in waiting and even her kids, like there's a scene with the two boys talking about how, gee, it would be great if we didn't look like Carwin <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. It's great because it's, so, it's such a good scene. It's so great. And then, and then, uh, and then, and, but, you know, the lie is the lie. And they are, uh, you know, there are consequences for betraying that. But it's funny how in that moment, you must have been thinking, oh, here comes the tongue cutting out scene. Exactly. Yeah, I was I was thinking someone's going to have his tongue and it'll be a yeah. big deal. And then whoosh, Damon takes the top of his head off. Yeah. So clearly they were able to make that because for whatever they're planning, Vaymond is not required for it. Yes. Well, and and, and so this this is interesting. I'm I'm I I don't want to get too much into it because we get into spoilery territory, which which we'll talk about in a second. But Vaymond doesn't play too much more of a role in the books anyway. So I understand why they did what they did, but I feel like it maybe removes a bit of that. The, the show seems to be going out of its way to humanize both Rhaenyra and Alicent, especially in this episode. Like they, they're going out of their way to provide them with as much humanity as they possibly can yeah. <laughs> before Things several, are- several irreversible choices are made. Um, I'm not so diplomatic, Stu. Yes, <laughs> like, like just, and and I, I think it's really interesting the way that they're doing that, which is that they're taking they're taking a lot of decisions out of their individual hands and having them being made by circumstance, which I think is really interesting. I think it's really interesting the way they're playing that. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I'll have to see the whole shape of the season before I decide whether it works or not. But I really like the idea that they're that they've made a conscious choice to humanize both of these characters and sort of show them at the center of this maelstrom and and be like you know and and we see it tonight like you know they they both n- neither of them wants to fight you know what i mean like 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 Allison Allison has her backup about several things but even she's like can we just not can we not do this like you know like is there a, is there a world in which we don't and we see this brief glimpse of it and oh. then it all goes away um so with with that, I don't know whether you want to get into our minute challenges yeah, just to start things off. Let's get into the minute challenge before we uh, before we get uh, super lost up our own perspective uh, <laughs> gazes about yeah. uh, down our own uh, dismembered gullets. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think is it my turn this week to go. I Bayern? think it is. I think it is. Oh, it's a good. It's a good episode to kick off. Let's do it. There are so many things that I did not get written down uh, here, but I will start with. Uh, Goldface Viserys. Yes, yes. I. This is what happens. I had the thought in my head of um, Golden Face just came into my head, and yes. then after I watched the episode, and then I went, "Oh no, oh no!" Now I have to write the song Golden Face based off Golden Eye from the movie Golden Eye, <laughs> and that took me hours yesterday because I've not written a song parody for a long time, and it just couldn't like I couldn't get the words to fit right, <laughs> and then I. 
And then I was like, I'll try writing the recap. And then my brain was like, no, 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 you've got to fix this. Problem. Yeah, you've got to fix this before you do anything else. <laughs> before you can do anything else. So, yes. Yeah, so anyway, so that's, uh, but yeah, Viserys. And I mean, do we spoiler alert to everyone? But he 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 dies at the end of this episode. He finally dies. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's even got this far is is little short of a miracle. And I mean, what a life to be leading. Just oh, like boy. in bed, being propped up every morning, having all your wounds scraped and drained and rebandaged and <laughs> like he he is I mean I, I made the comparison in my recap or in the song that he he does look a tad Harvey Dent that's not an over no no it's a very apt Harvey comparison Dent, yeah Harvey Dent kept the eye like he got blown up in the face but that his eye survived it yeah was, like Viserys has got nothing there it's a big tunnel of nothing they've carved it all out it's skeletal and like it, it's yeah he's he, he's, he's half a he's half a skeleton yeah, he's got that same thing where his like the skin has gone from his cheek, and you can see the sinews of his jaw. Mm. You know, um, and you don't see that at first. Of course, he's got a bandage. It's only when he takes off the mask at the family dinner that you're like, oh wow, yeah, he's um, he he. How is he alive? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, this was uh, we talked already about Matt Damon and, and Damon the character being just so good um, that Patty Considine in this episode, like amazing. Like he should be hopefully Emmy nominated for that speech oh, that absolutely. at the dinner alone. Like, you know, it was his- Well and, and also and also the 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 um the the, the scene like like his his big entrance oh, scene as well. Yes. But but yes, you're absolutely right. Like that scene yeah. at the dinner. My the, God. The yeah the physicality of the entrance scene was was, yeah. was great. And I, I know from your Twitter that you had a strong reaction to that, which I, I do want to talk about. But um, <laughs> with the dinner scene when he gives that speech, it's his sheer force of will. Like he is he is the sun that the planets of his family are rotating around and he's able to yeah. like and 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 force his will onto them for one night. Yeah, they will drink and be happy and smile and laugh yeah. and, and and say nice things about each other. Say nice things about each other and not fight for one goddamn meal. Yeah. You know, and we've talked about Viserys being the dad who just wants to have the nice family barbecue, and this was the ultimate one. You know, and it was so perfectly created i don't know if that's you know something that they've brought in from the books but it, it was it was just the right kind of way for him to make one final entreaty to his children and his yes. grandchildren and his hand and his friends to like listen we have to be united against the dark and the cold you need to put this stuff aside and mm. the tragedy that they Almost could maybe, but yeah, there, there was a there was a tiny brief glimpse of a world where everyone just agreed to go along with what he wanted, and everyone would be okay with that. Even you, you even get like a the the vaguest sense that you know even Otto might have been on board, yeah, if, if only for the memory of his of his friend, you know, like like just. Oh, it's, it's it's so good. It's so good. Like it's just it's one of those things where it's like just tantalizingly out of reach. Yeah. You know, you you just but see I, it shimmering like a mirage in the distance, and then the, the the merest little whiff, and it's gone. Controversial opinion here, Stu. Yes, I blame the children. I mean, absolutely. Well, well, but not, that, not, they not, are. Not, not it's the, all about cycles and generational violence. Yeah, you know? but and, I'm sorry. I should say the grand like. The the child like the young, not Rhaenyra and Alicent, but like no, yeah, yeah. And I think that that sort of says a lot about 
you know, people have children and then they can change. And all of a sudden it's like, well, my children have got to get priority. You know, I'm just saying that there are selfish parents out there, Stu. <laughs> learn a lesson. Because, like, this, there's this phrase that gets bundled about a lot now on TikTok called the Nepo baby. Have you heard of this, this concept? I mean, it's not a concept. It's a very real thing. But half of the celebrities that we know from Hollywood. Oh, are, yes, yeah, yeah. Are all yeah. the children of other celebrities. You know? Sure, yeah, absolutely. If you've got famous parents, nine times out of ten, you have a career as a celebrity. Like Brooklyn Beckham, you know, Posh and Bex's eldest son. Right. He's a celebrity, even though he doesn't really do anything, he just kind of has a series of jobs that interest him because he's massively wealthy. Like he doesn't Well, need- to, tie, to tie it back in, I mean, like it's the modern, it's modern royalty. Yeah. Like it, it, yeah. it's it's rich powerful influential people who are also famous like like we, and that's how we measure power in the western world in in the 21st century is is through fame and, and influence yeah so and you so, know people get to people you know you you have acting dynasties yes you know so in this case like Rhaenyra obviously has been brought up with um you know all comfort but she also spent the first 15 years of her life with a chip on her shoulder that she probably hmm queen like that that would go to some brother following her down the track so she'd kind of have this you know life of 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 uh of ease but she you know she wouldn't get the ultimate prize kind of thing whereas her kids and Alison's kids have all been brought up with this whole you are the destiny like you are the future of the house you are you know um so they've gotten uh cocky with it Alicent's sons more than uh, more than Rhaenyra's, and that brings me to the second point on my list because we love a good segue stew. Mm-hmm. I, I did I did a good stew there. Uh, I didn't get this into my recap, and I, I need to go back and put it in. Um, if Aegon is a fuck up, then Aemond is fucked up. <laughs> that's a, that's a very good way of putting it. That's <laughs> a very good way of putting it. Yes. Like I mean, Aegon was revealed in this. Uh, early on with the, the, that wonderful scene, like heartbreaking scene where you realise that he has raped a servant girl and it's clearly not the first time that he is a serial. Yes. Alison, Alison has like a process for this. Yeah. She, and this is the thing, and this is what made Alison really sympathetic. Like there was so much push pull with how I felt mm. about Alison in this scene because she believes her. She says, I believe you. Yes. This, this happened to you. And she gives her a hug and she holds her and she listens to her. And then she says, but other people might not be as nice as me and they might blame you. So here's money and drink this tea and let's, you know, say no more about it. And maybe shut up about it and there you go. Yeah. And, And so she's still protecting her son. But again, to her credit, she then goes in and rips strips off him for being an absolute bastard and and you know saying you're no son of mine Hmm. and then he has the gall to get all teary and go i try really hard but it's never good enough for you or father and it's like where have we ever seen you try buddy that's right like maybe that's the show there's not room enough to see him trying and then you know but uh, what like what no absolutely but but i I think there's a point being made there and not not excusing the the rape at all like like but there's there's a point being made there about like this generational like you know pressure that's coming down like from here like the Otto to Alicent to Egon yes where they like like they are extremely ambitious and they they see themselves as as playing like a dangerous game and they are going to 
push, 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 push. And Otto has imparted that to Alicent and Alicent has forced that onto Aegon, who is fundamentally unsuited for, for it. Like, yeah. it, and, and should, should not be anywhere near the Iron Throne. Oh. Um, but, you know, finds himself in this position and he's like, I don't, I don't want any of this. You keep saying that you want me to do this, but like, this isn't, this isn't me. Like, like I'm not even supposed to be the heir. You keep saying like, I'm going to be the king, but like, Rhaenyra is the heir. Like, you know, like he, he, he up until, up, you know, like he, he, up until this episode is very much like, you know, sort of saying to himself, this is, I, I'm not supposed to be the king. You know, like that it's, it's just, it's this generational pressure that comes down that it, it that that's what the show, that, that's the beating engine of the show is this generational yeah. trauma that's being put passed on generation to generation to generation. And these, these successive generations of children just getting fucked up. It's <laughs> and crazy. Speaking of, speaking of, there is a line where Alison says, and this is next in my list, so Egon and Helena are married now. Yes, they are, yes. And, and not just that they have some children because that maid, Helena walks in saying, oh, has anyone seen Diana the maid? She usually dresses the children. Yes. So they must be talking about their own children. That Yes, they, they, they definitely have young children, yes. Oh, but what are they, like 18? Yeah, I mean, like it's, oh. it's, it's faux medieval times. Like, like people got married when they were like 15 and started pumping out kids. Yeah, but... They've taken it a bit earlier. Like- Viserys is f- supposed to be 59, like canonically in the books, when yeah. he dies. <laughs> he, lo- he looks about a 1,000. How old is Damon? Because, I see, I would have thought Viserys might be around fifth. Yeah, actually, that probably tallies. But Damon, they had his hair longer in the first episode to make him look younger, but he still looked a fair whack younger than Viserys. Yes, he he he's he's a fair bit young. He's about ten years younger, I think. But like, yeah, yeah he's 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 still he's still a lot older than Rhaenyra. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's also Matt Smith. He just has this sort of ageless. That's look it. Him, you know, he he went from being a boyish Doctor Who to like just be having like a face that could be anywhere between twenty nine and fifty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, particularly when you add wigs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. Speaking of children, Rhaenyra has many more of them. She has three more. Uh, well, two more and one on the way. One on the way. And she has named her own son with Aegon, her eldest son with, sorry, her eldest son with Damon, Aegon as well. Yes, Aegon that's, and Viserys. That's not going to be confusing. <laughs> no. <laughs> certainly, it certainly won't lead to, uh, you know, realm-shattering misunderstandings. Also, I've noticed that Rhaenyra has all boys. I don't know what's going to happen with her sixth child, the one on the way, but she's just had like a pack of boys. Yeah, lots of boys. Lots of boys in that particular um, pairing. Yeah. Um, and and we saw just brief, I didn't have this written down, but it just reminded me that that's, that's why Matt Damon was so excited that he found three eggs, three dragon eggs. Yes. So that means all of them could have a dragon. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Um, so all, all three of... of- his children with with Rhaenyra can can have a dragon egg. Well, that's good. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> no doubt they want as but I mean, it takes time for dragons to grow. So it does, yeah. So um, regardless of what uh, the the crazy growth of Drogon in the original Game of Thrones sort of suggested, uh, dragons do take a fair while to sort of reach a, an age where you can ride them. Um. 
All right. Uh, what next was on my list? Oh, Viserys has no face or skin left. <laughs> yes. Why didn't I write that up the top when I first wrote Viserys? This is the what the minute challenge does. It, it, it does. It makes you repeat things. Um, Damon is very loyal to both Rhaenyra and to Viserys, to his brother. And yes. there was a beautiful moment. Like I forgot to write down, you know, Viserys's entry into the hall, but the moment where he he shoves off his guard saying, no, no, I can climb the stairs, I'll be okay. And then he his crown falls off his head and someone picks it up and he thinks it's the security guards again, the, the king's guard, and it's Damon. And he lets him help him up to the, you know, and Damon's like, come on, you can do this. And there's that mm. lovely, and Damon is so mad when he sees Viserys kind of conked out on, uh, you know, happy juice, um, milk yeah. and poppy. And he, you know, because, again, he's always advocated for his brother to be the dragon. And, and you know, maybe he's a bit, been a bit too enthusiastic about it. Um, but he was always in Viserys's corner. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's, it's one of those things where he was he was ambitious, but he was never he was never like treasonous. If that makes sense, like he loves his brother. Mm. Um, but he was he was a fuck up. He was he was a he was a a rebellious kid when Viserys had to be the the responsible king. Yeah. Um. Uh. There was the inclusion of Bela and Rayner. Yes. Um, yeah. I have here the the three rays at one point in the guard in the God's Wood. It was there, there is there is a scene where three characters are named Rainer, Rainis, and Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra, yeah. Um which to be honest, like I love that. I absolutely love that. That is a feature, not a bug of the show. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you can't get on board with that, what show are you watching? Yeah. Oh, it's it's totally fine. It was just like it was fun to have that. that oh no, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just love it. I, I love that we're, we're th- this show in particular is like no, you need to learn these names, and if you don't learn them, like too bad. Keep up. They're going to be multiples of. Yeah. You know, you're not. You're. You've now got two eggons. You've got two eggons yeah. to keep track of. <laughs> a Rainus, a Raina, and a Rhaenyra. Yep. Uh, you've got. Jaceris and Lucerus. Yep. And Joffrey. Randomly. You got a Damon and an Aemon. Damon and an who's Aemon? Aemond. Oh, Aemond. Sorry. Yes, with the D. Yeah. It, it... Which is literally. I mean, if if we can talk for a second about the the similarities between the two, it's literally they've taken the D from the front of the name and put it at the back. <laughs> well, I don't have. I didn't get to that point on my list, so I might leave that one to you, Stu, because I suspect yes. you probably have taken that up. But I will oh, just. Yes. Um, I will just end with uh, I did love how Baylor and Raina would kind of propose to or propose to, marriage to the two boys. To Jason Luke, yeah. And they've all just kind of gone, yep, that's fine. But the girls are so loyal to Jace and Luke. And when yeah. they have a big kid fight in, in, in that lovely, you know, they've had that great family dinner and they've all done toasts and then Viserys coughs and he's, he's losing energy. They take him out and immediately Amon gets up and starts to fuck things up. Um, well, and- only because he he's he feels slighted because uh, Luke is Luke is looking is giggles <laughs> when a when a suckling pig is put in front of him. Yes. That's right. Oh my god, I totally forgot. That's because of the pig thing. It's because of the pig thing. Ah. Oh, I t- I just thought it was it's, the, it's this family history coming back like that they cannot escape it. It's this web that they're all oh. caught in. How did I miss the fact that it was a pig? And they and the the, the servants put it down right in front of him, and, and then Luke Luke giggles, and Eamon just immediately clocks it and is like, "Right, okay." 
I oh my god, Stu, I missed that. I can't believe I missed that. I I I, I thought it was the the humor was because you know suckling pig right in front of one person is like, hey, look, you're a pig. But no, I no, no, it's like, it's a reference to the time they all teased him when he was a kid. Yeah, the extra level of of you know this is you and the pig again. Oh my god, I can't believe I missed that. I'm so bad. How bad am I? I'm not a recapper. Oh my gosh, what a what a time. <laughs> this is why we have There's a lot to keep track of. There's a lot to keep track of. This is like I clocked that it was an insult to him that Luke was laughing at his expense. But I, I interpreted that to be maybe this is my own stuff, but I interpreted that to be like if you put a pig down in front of me, I'd probably be a little offended. <laughs> hey, what, you thought you thought he was like a fat joke. Basically, yeah, like, hey, you want to eat this whole suckling pig? <laughs> I realize now that's my stuff. Um <laughs> But then, uh, then Eamon gets up and does a tight five. Oh, uh, you know. my gosh. Yes, he, do, he does that thing where he says, oh, these boys, they're handsome, they're wise. And then there's just this gap and we're all like, oh, I, I, on my say, way, it, say it, man. You know you're going to say it. I know you're going to say it. And strong. And then just, you know, all hell breaks loose. Uh, but the girls, Bela and Raina, are just totally fighting for, for Jake and Luke. Like they oh, are. Oh, yeah. No, we and also I think because they were nicer kids, um, you know, at the funeral last week, you know, Jace went over and and um, you know talked to them and uh, he well was, they they have the familial connection as well, like through through Damon yes. and, and everything else. Yes, they're they're cousins, but it's um uh it's 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 yeah it's it's just nice that in the background while you see the boys kind of rushing uh, or Jace is like trying to get up and go at. Aymond in the background, Rainer is like holding Baylor back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's really nice. It's it was just like a lovely little detail in the back that the girl's like, let me at him, let me at him. Yeah. In, in the books, in the books, Baylor is the is the the one of the twins that takes most after Damon. Um ah. she, she's she's said to be like very she takes a lot after after her father. Um she's very fiery, very yeah, and, and she's she's Kick ass, and so yeah, like so. It's very um, it's very apt that like she's the one who's like, I'll, I'll knock his fucking head off. Yeah. <laughs> and he's such a little shit during dinner too. Like, why bringing up all this? Like, oh, Jaceris won't know how to have sex, or it's weird. It's like, dude. Oh, Egon, yeah, just, just being, yeah, just just sadistic crap for for its own sake. Like, because he's an idiot. He's a he's a yeah. feckless idiot. And I know he has no relation, but that was the closest to kind of a Joffrey Baratheon, you know, that yes. we've seen, even though they're not related, obviously. <laughs> it definitely it definitely feels that way, where yeah, he's he's basically just he's causing trouble because he can. He can he can just poke he can poke Jace and he knows Jace can't retaliate really, because what's it what's he gonna do? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then finally, just a random thing that I remembered at the very last minute, uh Masario is back. Masaria? Uh, Masaria. Masaria. Magical Masaria tour. <laughs> that's so that's such a good line. <laughs> Magical Masaria tour is back. She's been on tour, but she's back. And do you know, Stu, when I saw that maid, because that maid was referenced by name, I think in all of since we up since since they jumped up to the, the two older actors. Yes. That maid has been named as Talia in each of the three episodes. And I I had a note in my head going, there's a reason she's been called by name. Like she's. Yeah. They're, they're naming her on screen. They, they don't name main characters on screen. <laughs> that's right. And she's like, yes, Talia, come here, Talia. Like she was the one who Alicent sent out of the room when La Laris was telling her about 
you know, yeah. uh, Strong and his plan to kill Strong. Oh, no, before that when they were chatting. She was the one who kind of came in and Alison said, not now, not now, Talia, go. So that had already flagged something in my head. I just never wrote it down or said it to you. And so mm-hmm. now I'm just hoping that you'll believe me when I say that I was not surprised when it was Masaria and turned up and she said, it's been a busy night at the castle. And I went, oh, it's her. It's, it's, uh, I knew that was going to be a thing. <laughs> you just have to trust me that I, I knew. Yes, I, I, to- I'm, I'm totally trust you. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's my list, Stu. Over to you. For Absolutely. Okay. So the first item on my list is, oh my God, it's Viserys Targaryen with a steel chair. Um, the throne scene, I, the way I, the way I was yelling at the TV, Natalie, um, <laughs> when, 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 um, you know, it, just the, 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 the theater of it, like, like felt very, like it, it was just, it was just really engaging to me. And then when those doors swung open, I was like, oh boy, Vayman, you're in trouble now. Like, it's just really, it was just a really great moment what a great moment when Viserys Targaryen for the first time in a long time steps up and defends his daughter it's just ah it's poetry it's so good it's so good what what did you mean by steel chair though I I, I was I was going for a wrestling reference it felt very much like you know moment that moment in a wrestling match where like all hope is lost and then suddenly someone appears at the top of the ramp it's like oh my god Stone Cold, Stone or like Cold. the the Undertaker shows up or something, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Yes. Uh, yes. No. <laughs> but yes. Um, to the Iron Throne, but yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'll do a da- that'll do some damage if you swing it. Yes. Um. But yeah, so I I I I just love that moment. Like like it it it's the payoff of this whole season of Viserys being this milk toast, you know trying to appease everyone like you know just trying trying desperately for everyone to get along and then right at, right at the end when it counts he steps up and and becomes the dragon for mm. his daughter who begs him she's like for god's sake just fight for me like <laughs> tell them tell them you know you you've got to ma- you've got to cement this you, this 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 is all going pear shaped and you have to do something yes. and it gets and it gets through and so yeah. he gets up and he fights for her, and it's yes. it's fantastic. I've seen a couple of memes doing the rounds where, because in his speech at the dinner, he talks about how he loves them all so dearly, and then some people have been have been putting around memes where it's like, "I love you all so dearly," and then it's like his his photo montage, and it's like a massive picture of Rhaenyra, a, a medium sized picture <laughs> of Damon, and then like really tiny little pictures of. Yes. <laughs> Well, he even said, I mean, he says, you know, oh, my, my, my only, my only, my only child, mm. my only child, um, you know, it's, it's like, it's like all the, all the, all his children with Alison are just like ghosts to him at this point. Yeah. Um, Cause he has, he has, he has no role in their lives. Like he's, he's this distant figure. Yes. Uh, he's the one who matters. You know, she is, she, he, for some reason he thinks she is the prince who was promised. Yeah, he he really he's gone all in on the idea that like she's the heir, she's the one that needs to that's the one that needs to happen. And he fights for her and he gets up and he does it. Um the next item on my list is this is what happens when you name everyone Egon. All right? Like get new names. I know I, I know I've just said like you know you got to keep up with all the names, but like for God's sake people, this is how misunderstandings happen. Um <laughs> You know, where we get, yeah. I, and you know, I feel like p- people have sort of said, 
that, you know, this... So some people have been very critical of that final scene as if to say this whole thing is based on a misunderstanding. And it's like, no, all that does is put Alison back on the path that she was already on. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like there was there was a, a brief moment where she was willing to accept that, you know, like like Viserys had made his will quite clear. He's like, Rhaenyra is the heir, yeah, and that's how it's going to be. That's what I want to happen, and please, just everyone get behind that. And then on his on his deathbed, essentially, he comes out with these like. You know, quite, you know, like if she's basing her entire push on what he said to her in in his dying moments when he'd just taken a bunch of drugs, like <laughs> she's deluding herself. Like, like, like she's basically using it as an excuse. Yes. You know, like, like she's like, oh, he was, he must have been talking about my Aegon. Like for a start, there are, there are uh, at least three Aegons he could be talking about. You know, so so it's like she's not. It's not. It's not that the entire dance of dragons is based on a misunderstanding from a dying man. Yes, it's that Alicent will use. Alicent will. It, it it just takes the tiniest nudge to put Alicent back on the path that she was already on, which is the think, great tragedy of it. Yeah. Do you think maybe he was referring to like Rhaenyra and Damon's son Aegon as the prince who was promised? No, he was talking about he, he was he was he thought he was talking to Rhaenyra because yes, he was confused what, again. Yeah, that's so what he I, was. He thought he was talking to Rhaenyra, and he was talking about Aegon's prophecy. Aegon the Conqueror. So prophecy. he was talking about Aegon the Conqueror. He's talking about Aegon. Aegon said that this is what we have to do. Like it has to. We we have to follow Aegon. Mm. You know, and and Alison hearing that, having no prior context for any of this just assumes that he's talking about her Aegon, like the, their son. And she's like, okay, sure. Like that, that's what I was going to do anyway. So, all right, let's do this. Mm. You know, like, like I, I don't think the dance of the dragons is based on one misheard <laughs> conversation. I just think it adds this layer of tragedy to it. Yeah. I mean, if where, she wanted to, she could go to Rhaenyra and say, this is what he said. In exactly. Life. Because like, you know, theoretically Rhaenyra is coming back. Like and and she can have a conversation with her and say, "Hey, so he he died, and when he died, he said this. Like, what does yeah. that mean?" Yeah. And she could they could talk to each other, but they won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> spoiler alert: they won't. They won't. Um. So yes, I I just think I I think that it's such a it's, it's such a brilliant way that the way they've threaded that prophecy through the show and and made it into a justification for everything that happens. I think it's really interesting because it means that this show is inextricably linked to Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's been very deftly handled. Yeah, it's so smart. They could have they could have ignored it completely. Um they they could have just shown the events on at face value, but they've chosen to very specifically tie the show to the future events that will happen. Mm. Um, which I think is just so smart. It's it's so it's so well done. Yeah, um, and when you think when you think this is still two hundred years before the events of the show, yeah, oh, there, there's a there's a lot of water under the bridge to go before we get to Daenerys. That's that's the point, and the point is they, you know, 
he 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 doesn't know when it's coming. He just knows it's coming. So he's hoping that his daughter will be the one to to unite. Yes, the realm exactly. Is it comes under her reign, but it's a long way off. As it's we a long know. way off. But of course, a long way they, off. They don't have that hindsight or foresight. It's hindsight exactly. for us, but it's foresight for them. So they have to just equip themselves as best they can. And, um, you know, and what was amazing was seeing Rhaenyra have doubts for the first time in her life, it seems. You know, she's been very yeah. much, he told me that I'm to be queen. He told me the secret. I've got to hold the secret. You know, it, it doesn't even seem like she would have told Damon about this. There's, there's been no indication that. No, yeah. He even knows about that. So it's, you know, she's, she's had to bear this and everything else on top and, and so many people against her being there that she sort of breaks down and says, you have to defend me. Is this true? Do you really think it's true? Hmm. I, I thought I wanted, the, you know, she broke up with Kristen Cole. You know, she refused his offer to run away and go and get married somewhere. Exactly. She had an out. She, she had an escape via the sea. I have a destiny. Um, that I have to take on, but now she's got, you know, so much family, you know, kids, man, they just, you know, they're really. <laughs> uh, she always meant to go traveling and then she settled yeah. down and had a family and, you know. <laughs> and then just kept having more. And so now she's like, oh, I'm tired and I've got all this, this burden to carry and it's too much. You've put too much pressure on me if you don't come out and defend me. Hmm. So, yeah, it is such a, you know, such a tragic story of father and daughter there. It's and incredible. Wife, and wife and husband, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, the next item on my list was uh, He Can Keep His Tongue, which I think that that, that line is great. Uh, and I also, I, I, I finished up, I didn't I didn't get a lot down this time, but I, I wrote uh, uh, Matt Damon and Eamond, uh Game Recognized Game. Yes, I saw uh, that just, line. Just because, uh, you know, Eamond is very clearly uh, Mini Damon. Uh, and... Like that's that's wonderful. I, I love that he's like this this weird anime character uh, in in this medieval fantasy. Uh, it's great. It's so good. The um the moment when he comes in between them, he like says, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." Yes, and he just yeah. Turns to look at Aemond. Yeah, he he, basically, like you know, just just sort of says, "Hey, buddy, I've already killed one relative today." Yeah, and 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 uh, Damon, sorry, and Aemond, both of them kind of do these. Hmms, like they speak in hmm, uh, these kind of non non phrases, these dismissive uh, vocalizations, you might yeah. say. And yeah. Eamon does it too, just like Damon does. And then he walked off. You know, Damon's just standing there looking at him, and he walked off, and he swaggered like Damon does. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Stalking that stalking walk with the arms shifting. And Damon just kind of looks after him and then he looks back at Rhaenyra and he's like, check this guy out. <laughs> <laughs> he has this real smile of like, can you believe this guy? Yeah. He's totally stealing my stuff. He's and, stealing and, my shit. And this, like when Damon actually does decapitate Vaymond, oh my God, Damon and Vaymond and Eamon, they, they cut at one point to Eamon who just looks enraptured. Like he's so delighted. He, he's into it. He, he's like, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> This is the kind of, you know, court I can get interested in. Yeah. Cause, and it was interesting about him too when he, he, he was fighting Sir Kristen Cole in the courtyard and he got the upper hand on Sir Kristen. And then he turns around and says, nephews, have you come to train? But he says to Kristen, uh, I don't give a shit about tawnies, which is different to Damon because Damon 
cared about Tawny. So that's the reason how they were able to lure him back in the first episode was the promise of a. Of yes, exactly. Yeah, he could. He he very much cared about showing off, whereas Amon yeah. Amon is very much about. Well, well, in the intervening years, Damon has become a war hero, and so Amon is like, well, I have to like be a serious fighter to be like my secret hero. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great episode. Oh, what a good episode. You know, really, um, you know, again, it's this thing where lots happens, but it still seems to have lots of room to breathe and the little details like, you know, in Viserys' bedroom, there's, uh, I don't know if it's candles or incense or something all over his model of Valyria to, I guess, you know, de-stinkify the room maybe. Sure, but but it makes it look like that, that city's on fire. The, 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 you know, it's a yeah. smoking wreck, you know. It's all these mm. lovely little subtle um, subtleties written into. Um, Alicent has now got these, um, she's got the seven-pointed star everywhere. And yeah, I, she, she's got a full, uh, full Cersei Lannister. Yeah, well, for me that was very much like, oh, if everyone thinks I'm mad because I attempted to go for the queen. Uh, go for Rhaenyra with a dagger if I kind of play up that I'm very penitent and very um, very conservative and very demure mm. uh, then I'll look better you know so she's kind of using the religion she prays in this one uh, well she did do that earlier because remember that scene in the first she episode. did she was always very devout I mean she she yeah. she was very devout it's one of those things where she's using it as a she, she's retreating to it as something familiar and stable, but also using it as a shield. Yeah. And it's just amazing that her kids are not like that at all. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and, and in a way that's really interesting because I think there's a really interesting contrast between her sons and Rhaenyra's sons who grew up sort of away from court and seem pretty well adjusted, like, you know, and like trying hard, like, like you know, uh, Luke is, uh, uh, Jace rather, is is trying to, you know, taking the responsibility of being the eventual king seriously. Yes. He, he wants to learn High Valyrian, although as you you have a great line in your recap about him having a rather strong accent, which is great. <laughs> Very good. Hadn't thought of that. That's amazing. Um, but, you know, like they're, they're, good, they're good boys, you know, they're, they're trying their best. And Alicent's sons weirdly have turned out like, weird twisted little weirdos yes uh and, and even helena uh who is you know the, just just sweet helena uh but is is herself like a weird bug girl yes she is i feel so sorry for her i kind of hope she has it, it was so lovely when jace like just a beautiful bit of you know screw you to egg on when he yeah. got up and he said to Bela, please excuse me and he went and he asked Helena to dance, and she was so happy. They were jumping around. She was so happy. There, there, there was a, a again a glimpse of what might have been because there there was a, a potential future where they were they were husband and wife, and they could oh, yeah, they, they were going to be king and queen. That's what um, yeah, that's what. Rhaenyra but but also there, there there is there is a little bit of subtext to that. Like like Jace isn't being completely altruistic there because he's basically he's dancing with Egan's wife. Yes. Oh like, yes. You know. Egon's been going, hey, you don't know how to satisfy. Yeah, you, you don't know how to satisfy a woman. He's like, okay, I'll just dance with your wife, man. Yeah, and and also because Helena got up and said, oh, congratulations to the two girls. You're going to be married soon. Uh, basically, he just ignores you unless he's drunk. Yeah. Like, what yeah. a takedown! And yeah. she, has, you know, she has no guile about that stuff. She's just got no filter. Yeah, she's just uh, like, whatever. This is. I'm just telling you how it is. 
And and so he gets to then come and go, well, maybe you should like a little bit of the Jace magic because they, <laughs> they've got a bit of that Harwin Strong charm in them. Let's not forget. Uh, oh, absolutely. So they've, they've got Harwin Strong, if nothing else, had charm. Speaking of Strongs, there was no Solaris this episode. No, yes, he was off scheming somewhere else. Scheming somewhere else. Scheming off, off stage. Um, what else happened in this episode? I know I wanted to chat to you. We had a little bit of a chat pre, uh, pre-episode pre recording about spoiler culture with this show, which I thought might be as, you know, yes. as we close out our, our um, podcast uh, to chat about the nature of everything with this show seems to be totally up for grabs because the source material is out there. And with Game of Thrones, there, uh, you know, I was I was remembering to stew the story of how I once, like not even when my recaps were wrong on Brisbane Times, I didn't write the headlines, you know, the, 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 the titles that people would click on. I might suggest them, but the sub-editors would do that. And so I sometimes would get heat from people for putting something vaguely spoilery in a headline and they would hmm. blame me and I would say, look, I'm very sorry, I recommended a headline, but they've gone with something else. I can't do anything about that. Uh, So, you know, now, by contrast, every freaking headline from these, you know, all these kind of screen TV kind of gossipy websites, so many of them are just like, oh, Ego, you know, Eamon did this. Here's why it's important, and and it's just it's spoiler. Come read about how what's going to happen in the future. And I found that a really interesting change up from Game of Thrones, where we all mm. kind of, even people who had read the books, you know, before the Red Wedding, before the Purple Wedding, people who read the books would, would just say, "Ah, uh, yep, just uh, just keep watching." You know, they they would maybe drop the hints that things they would be like, "Oh, yep, no, it's no, it's a really interesting series." Like, keep keep. Uh, keep <laughs> But but there, but there was there was the sense of of there there were spoilers out there, but it was extremely taboo. Like everyone was desperately ducking spoilers. Whereas with this one, with this series, it just feels like everyone's gone. And, and I, I, I I I I think the I think the interesting thing, the difference between this show and Game of Thrones is that Game of Thrones was sort of happening as it happened. And it was based on books, but it was something. It was something that was current, if that makes sense. Like it was, it was happening to the characters as we watched it. Whereas this show, both in the way that it's framed to us, but also in context with Game of Thrones, is history. It's happened yeah. two hundred years ago, right? Yes. Yes. People in Game of Thrones have spoiled the ending of what's going to happen. In this show, as we've talked about before, like characters tell the story of the Dance of the Dragons and what happens to various characters, you know? So so this is history that we're watching. Mm. And so that gives it a weird, a weirdly different context where people feel yeah. way more empowered to just say, oh, well, that this happens later. And it's like, well, hang on a second. Like, that, that's a massive spoiler. Why would you say that? And, and they're just like, oh, well, you know, the books are out there. It's like, well, they were out there for Game of Thrones too, but but the context is weirdly historical. It, it's like we're watching a dramatization of things that we already know has happened. Yes. Whereas Game of Thrones, we were watching something happening in real time. Yes, that's a really insightful way to put it, Stu. And I'm glad that 
you are the brains on this particular <laughs> to get that out because I could not have expressed it quite so succinctly. But it's true. It's it's um, this show for me is not about the destination because it's all I know it's going to go wrong because I've seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, you 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 effectively know how it ends. And I think that some people um, probably aren't as maybe not enraptured about it because it is so heavily focused on the competing wings of the Targaryen family. We don't, apart from the Strongs here, a few Lannisters there, we don't have great insight into other houses and what's happening. And the thing about Game of Thrones is that you would see all these different factions. Some of them would get wiped out. Others would be introduced. You know, the, the, the Baratheons ended up going at one point and then the Iron Islanders, the Greyjoys came in and then sure. Boltons came in, you know, so you had these different houses and their different competing agendas. Here you've just got different Targaryens. I had somebody actually message me and say, oh, I'm not watching. I'm just really sick of the Targaryen shit, bullshit. And I was like, but that's what it is, you know. That's, that's, that's I mean, like, fair enough. If, if that's not your bag, then that's the whole meal of this show. Like, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Like, oh. so, so, yeah, if it's not for you, like, it's not for you. But, but yeah, that's that's everything about this show. It makes sense, but, you know, it's one of those things why Game of Thrones had that sprawling first four to five seasons and you could, you would, you would literally have maybe three scenes with Danny. You know, there would be one in the start, one in the middle, one in the end, and that yeah. would be her plot point for that, for that episode. Or you'd see maybe one would be a bit more on the Starks, maybe one would be a bit more Lannisters, you, you know, you, but you would often just have one scene featuring that character and that would be their scene for that whole mm. 60 minutes of runtime. This one, you're getting those characters, you're seeing them react, you're seeing them have the emotions, you're seeing them fulfill. Even though we're seeing snippets of time, we're seeing those snippets in detail. So, yes. it, you know, so you, you are stuck with those characters for more. You don't just get three badass scenes of Daenerys. You get 10 scenes of Rhaenyra going through different emotions and trying to get Rhaenys on side and then trying to, yeah. you know, get her through to her father. So you're, you're seeing more of them. Um, so it is a different thing. So for me, it's about the journey. Uh, not that Game of Thrones wasn't, it was, it was about both, I guess everyone was, the, but, but it was much more a focus on how is this going to end? But Who I will, was going to say, but, but the driving force of Game of Thrones is winter is coming. Yes, yes. So um, we're getting somewhere. We're getting yeah. to the the big deal, the big bad. Uh, this one is we know it's going to not end well. <laughs> yes. So so let, let's watch it fall apart. Um, so maybe don't keep specifying how all the different pieces because that's that's where the spoiler is. You know, the spoiler. Yeah, exactly. Is, oh, yeah. Hey, it's all going to end badly. The spoiler is, oh, this character will be killed by this character, or this character's going exactly. To yeah. And so, and when they're in the headlines, you know, when they're, it's not even, you don't even have to click through to the article. It'll say something like, so Aymond has one eye now. Here's why that's important. Or it's because he does, like the, you know, there's, there's, yeah. there's so yeah. much that you can get. And I'm, I'm trying to, cause not that I'm a big clicker of these articles, but sometimes, as I said, that you just see things shared on social media. They just pop up. Exactly. And, and people used to be really careful about not putting that stuff in the headlines. And I, I said to you before we started recording, I saw, an absolutely bananas headline today from Cosmopolitan magazine. Wow. Like their, their online thing, like their, their culture section. And it was just suggested to me by a random algorithm online. And I'm like, and it had a giant spoiler in, in the title. And I'm just like, 
why are you doing that? Like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> what do you, like, like there, there, there could be someone like you out there who is trying to keep like away from specifics and they've just, they've just given away a giant spoiler. My God, like it was just insane. So yeah, like, like those things are out there. It's, it's so bizarre with, with regard to this particular show. And I'm not, I would say that I'm probably not as cautious about spoilers that I was with Game of Thrones. I'm maybe a little bit looser, but I do try, you know, I have a pay spoiler alert. And when I put up my, you know, hey, here's the recap, go and read it. I don't tend to say things like, oh, hey, wasn't it cool when Vaymond got his head chopped off? Like I tend to <laughs> yeah. more family drama here and, oh, gosh, didn't Damon do something exciting? Or, you know, so it's more about the sizzle. It's not about, hey, here's the big plate of sausage. Uh, yes, exactly. Raw tongue. Um, <laughs> on the podcast here, of course we do. We jump right into it, but that's, it. you know, it's a recap discussion podcast, like I assume. Yeah, people exactly. You, a lot of people have been telling me with a weird amount of pride, maybe, I don't know, I'm going very high, uh, <laughs> about how they're not watching the show, but they're reading my recaps or oh, I got tired of the show, so I'm just following it along with your recaps, which I'm, oh, well. I'm very I'm very honoured by. I'm, I'm really honoured by. But I just, I, again, I still worry that, you know, is that the right way to do? I don't want to, I don't want to yuck someone's yum. And if you just want to get all of your Westeros content through me, then I shouldn't, I'm not complaining. Hey, hey, I was about to say, don't complain. Like that's. No, no, not at all. But I do, um, some people have said, oh, they're waiting for the whole episode to, to the whole series to be out so they can watch it in a, in a binge, which Again, it's, it's just an extraordinary, but they're not necessarily staying spoiler free because they're reading my recaps, which are spoilerful. Yes, so very much so. Yeah, it's just an interesting dynamic about how people consume media differently. And, and look, I have been very well known to to say that I don't have super issues with spoilers. Like I can go and see a movie that I know the ending of and still enjoy myself and have a good time. Mm. It's not the biggest worry in the world for me, but I mean, for the purposes of these recaps, I try to go in knowing as little as possible. So I can have those genuine, genuine reactions such as Vayman getting his head chopped off. You exactly. Know? Yeah. If I had um, clicked on something last week, like, Oh, it's, it's curtains for Eamon. Next it's, it's head chopping time. <laughs> That's right. Um, Looks like Raymond won't be getting ahead in life. Um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it would have been like, oh, <laughs> I wouldn't have had that delightful moment of, of you know, going, oh, what's Viserys going to do now? Dang, you know, slice. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a wonderful, a wonderful pure reaction. Uh, Not a good time to lose one's head. Yay. Looks like heads are rolling in the Iron Throne Room this week. He'll, he'll <laughs> never be the head of a major corporation. Okay, okay. <laughs> looks like he was too busy putting he, he should have kept his mind on the job no <laughs> uh, I guess he wasn't the brains of that operation <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh 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 um, when Vaymond was in court tongues were wagging <laughs> I didn't put any of these puns in my recap studio there's a massive oversight so it's, it's all good they're, they're all here <laughs> they made that we got content out of them anyway. Can you believe we only have two more episodes left? Two oh, more episodes left, and they are they are going to be crackers, Natalie. Are they? I think I think this this one weirdly I, again we we talked a, l- a little while ago about um people getting advanced screeners of these things, but I thought that had largely died off in the back half of the season. But 
a couple of days ago, like we talk about spoilers, last week, a bunch of reviewers just started putting out these really vague tweets of, yep, episode eight's a masterpiece, everyone watch it, right? It was bizarre. Like all over social media, everyone was sort of saying, yep, episode eight, incredible, amazing. Like you're going to love it. It's going to be, it's it's astonishing, astonishing, like episode of television, amazing. And people were like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? Why are you saying this? And they were like, we, we all got an advanced copy of the, of the episode um, with explicit instructions not to tweet specifics, but we're allowed to give our general impressions. Um, so I guess HBO wanted to like drum up some buzz for this particular episode. And I can understand why I, I, it's, it's a hell of an episode. Yeah. Um, but maybe, as we say, like maybe this is their, maybe this is their kind of Emmys campaign Episode. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Um, I don't know why they'd need to drum up more buzz for the show because the show's humming along. Like it's been picking up viewers, which never happens. Oh, that's good. Um, it's doing well. It's doing very well. It's doing It's doing better in terms of reviews than Rings of Power. But I think Rings of Power, just through sheer like num- a numbers game, probably has more viewers well, uh, just because more people have Prime. I do want to get on to uh, Rings of Power because we have had requests, Stu, for, for you to give an update uh, at the end on 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 Rings of Power. I, I, a, a segment which I, I've been informed is going to be called Stu's Hot Ring. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not sure I approve that, but uh, okay, that's that's fine. Um, uh, well, I just wanted to mention, though, and I did sort of put this in my recap, but there's been this clip of um, Emma Darcy uh, oh, yes, and yes. Olivia Cook Olivia Cook about drinks. And I, weirdly enough, a Negroni, a Negroni Spagliato Prosecco <laughs> in it. Now, weirdly enough, I actually watched the clip that that was pulled from. I haven't watched very much behind the scenes, but that just popped up in my YouTube algorithm. Well, that was one of the that was one of the very early promo materials. Like that, that was out there like before the show aired. I think they were they were doing. Um, oh, I didn't. I didn't think know. it was, but may, like, I know they did some, but this 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 one in particular, and it was just one thing. Like I watched that because when this clip about the Negroni, I went, oh, I, yeah, I saw I saw that clip that that was from, but it just kind of sailed past me as they were just talking about drinks and and Olivia Cook has this we we talked about them I think a couple Stunning. of weeks ago, how they've how they've got very um we talked about their accents how they've got beautiful RP in the show but they're a yeah. lot more you know normal English they're, they're a, lot, a lot more regional uh, yes. once they <laughs> once they once they get to their regular Olivia speaking Cook voices is, is uh, Mancunian she's from Manchester I think so she said oh stunning you know when when she talks about this drink the Negroni and Olivia yeah. says, oh stunning because <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> Darcy says a Negroni spagliato with prosecco in it and she kind of leans in cheekily she, she, yeah she does a little cheeky cheeky yeah. lean forward and the, the power of you know gifs and and the power of people's expressions and how you deliver things and this this one little clip has just gone off all over TikTok and. Um, I guess Twitter by by example, but everywhere that TikTok kind of gets ripped off and and uh, not not ripped off as in, but you know people st- take stuff from TikTok and then repurpose it for other social media channels. Um, but yeah, just people going, oh my god, I'm obsessed with this clip of you know Emma Darcy should be James Bond and her drink should be <laughs> Negroni Spagliato. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so if, if someone asks you for a Negroni Spagliato with prosecco in it you know why they're asking. Apparently that's what yes. it means. Like it's normally a Negroni is with gin because I had to look this up. Normally a Negroni is made with gin, 
but there's a particular type of it made with Prosecco and it's called the Spagliato. <laughs> so, ah, very nice. Very nice. Uh, well, Stunin, apparently. Stunin, <laughs> exactly. Well, and also because like Emma Darcy has that, has, has like a very, a very specific speaking voice. Like, like even when, even when they're talking specifically w- w- with their natural accent, you know, it, it just becomes, she, that they have this in, incredible, like, I, I, I don't know. She just had an incredible quality to their voice. Yeah, and she's very ethereal. Sorry, she's a they, isn't she? I, 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 ju- I just remembered that she's if a they, I'm, them. So, yes, if I'm, yes. If I'm, if I'm uh, getting pronouns wrong, I apologise. But, yes, Emma Darcy has a very well-clipped London accent, if that makes yes. sense. So yes, exactly. Yeah. It's that kind of beautifully clipped London accent, like, oh, yeah, Negroni. Um, yeah, sounds great. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, uh, rings, Stu. Tell us about your hot ring. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'll be very quick. I don't know how many people are actually watching the show and want to hear my opinions about it, but um, the. But hey, hey, it's it's our podcast. We'll do what we want. That's true. Um, so uh, I again, it was it was a weird letdown this, this week. Um, there, there was a big. There was obviously like big battle scenes uh, last week, and this week was obviously the aftermath. Again, the show feels like it's spinning its wheels. And not only that, this felt like a season finale. Like, because last last week was a big, uh, like the big penultimate sort of battle episode. And this week was the fallout. And there was, there was obviously, there was a, a big, there was a lot of plot lines being tied off and then being pointed forward in the way that a, a season finale usually does. Um, the only trouble with that is that there, it's not the season finale. There's one more episode. Um, oh, so how many episodes in this? There's there's eight episodes uh, oh. in. So so weirdly, they started. I think they started after House of the Dragon. They did, yeah. And and, they and, they'll, and they'll finish before House of the Dragon finishes. They dropped two um, episodes, I think. Yes, yeah, so they they dropped two episodes at once. Um, so it, it just, yeah, I don't know. It um, it's weird. It's a weird show. Again, I'm I'm liking it. Like, like I I like it in the sense that. I, I like a lot of the individual storylines that are happening. I like a lot of what's happening with the Harfoots, uh, which are like the proto-Hobbits. I, I seem to like that a lot more than a lot of people like that. A lot of people find that very boring. I am actually really into that whole storyline. And then there's a whole thing happening with like Elrond and, and Durin. Uh, so like Elrond from from the original, uh, from Lord of the Rings, is, is obviously a character here because he's an elf. And Durin, a dwarf, and they have like a, a cool like buddy friendship sort of bickering friendship sort of thing going on, like Gimli and Legolas do. A lot of good stuff there. Like, love love all that stuff. But the show has gone all in on these Southlanders, like these men who live in the south of, of Middle-earth, and I just don't care about them. And that's what that's what the entire season, it turns out, has been about, has been their story. And it's like, well, that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> you should have done more, like, because they literally, like I said last week, there, there is exactly one character like one human character in that entire like cohort of people who is who is the main character and she is literally dressed differently to everyone. She's in like this off the, off the shoulder blue dress that like pops off the screen and <laughs> everyone else is in muddy gray rags and they they don't do anything to different to make you care about any of these people and you realize it's because everybody's going to die. Like it's just <laughs> It's ridiculous. It, they it's, may as well be wearing red shirts. Yes, exactly. They, they they may as well have all been wearing red shirts instead of grey rags. Um, it's very <laughs> very silly. Like they they hung their entire first series 
first season on me caring about people that I know aren't going to survive. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like they're done. Like, I don't know what you're doing. This was a well, mistake. And, and again, as I said last week, like the show is called Rings of Power. We are yet to see a ring of power. Really? Um, so, so it really is just your hot ring. That's the only ring so far that we that, have. My, my hot ring is the only ring in sight. Uh, but it's interesting that you say that about, you know, making you care about people who are going to die. Like we know that we, like the whole point of Game of Thrones is making exactly. you care about people who are going to die. It, it, even without House of the Dragon, like Game of Thrones was, oh my God, I care so much about Rob Stark. Oh, well. Uh, you know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and House of the Dragon specifically. I, I'm I'm sorry to say it. We know not all of these people are going to make it through like the series. Like we, we've already seen a couple go. You know, like like Viserys for a start has has popped his clogs and then started the things off. So we know that things aren't going to end well for a lot of these people. But the beauty is in the journey, and I feel like the people who were putting together Rings of Power forgot about that a little. Like they've sort of assumed that we will care. We'll care because these things are important without showing us why they're important. Like they just sort of tell us or, or assume that we know. Mm. And it's like, no, no, you, you have to do more work. You have to do more work than that. Yeah. That, that's my, that's my hot ring. I just remembered one more thing with Game of Thrones, like Corlys, who's, who was kind of the most influential character this episode because yes. him being sick caused all this drama. He, he is said to be on his way back to, Driftmark, at the very start, Rainey's sort of hears that he's coming back in about three days. Make yes. sure that you receive them. But she still has to run off and, and take part in this big thing about who's going to inherit yep. in case he does die. Do you think he will die off screen? I mean, actually, this is probably... I, I, I was going to say, I, I know I know what's going to happen and that, that's, well, a, me, that's a silly thing to ask me. <laughs> yeah, it is a stupid thing. I just... I, uh, let me just stake then. My thing is I don't think they can actually have him just die off screen because that would be shit. Uh, it, it would be yeah. very shit for him I to die off screen. He's a, he's an awesome character. He's an awesome character, and oh, we're just killing him off off screen. Who's that happened to? What's a famous example of that happening? Oh, that like Poochie. He went to a different planet. <laughs> he had to. He had to. Yeah. I have to go now. He died on the way back to his home planet. His home planet. Yeah. He was an alien. Um. So yeah, I feel like he must come back, but in what capacity, I do not know. I had one more thing. Just before we go, Stu, uh, because it got confirmed in the last couple of days, Doctor Who. Oh, power. yes, of course. The Speaking power of the Doctor. The rings of the power of the Doctor. <laughs> Game, no, the Lord of the Rings of Power of the Doctor. Uh, <laughs> 3rd, 24th of October. Uh, uh, 23rd of October, Um, the the same, I think literally the same day as, as the finale of Game of Thrones, yeah. uh, of the finale of Hot, Hot D. Hot D. So we will have to manage that week. Uh, but we it's going to be a busy week. It will be a busy week, but we will we will get together uh, to do a podcast. I, I put this on Twitter, but I was like, I haven't spoken to Gregoire uh, from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast, or indeed our London correspondent, Tom Solinsky, about <laughs> yet, but they will be involved. Uh, oh, yes. I haven't specified exactly when. Just uh, if, they're, if they're listening, um, you're required. Send up the bat signal. <laughs> send, up the, send up the Raven on podcast signal. Sound, sound the cloister bell. What did you make of the trailer for for the power of the, the Doctor? It looks like they're bringing out all the big guns. It was masks. a bunch of stuff happening, wasn't it? <laughs> Sure was a bunch of stuff happening, Natalie. Look, I, I've, I'm famously on record as being deeply, deeply over this era. And I think I think everyone kind of is in a way. Like I, 
I'm I'm so sad that that my overwhelming emotion is inevitability. Like I just sort of I'm just sort of like yes, at the end of this ep- like at the end of this episode we'll have a new doctor. Interestingly, I'm actually kind of excited because we don't know exactly what's going to happen there because we've seen Shudi Gatwa is obviously has been announced as the next doctor, but you know, there's been all they've made no secret of the fact that David Tennant has been running around in a in a in a big coat with a sonic screwdriver. Yes. Um. So who knows what will happen at the end of that episode? I will say, like, again, it's something that I've noticed throughout the Chibnall era of Doctor Who. The shows never looked better. Like, like it's a, it's a hell of a trailer in terms of just visuals. Like, there's long gone are the days of, like, you know, cardboard sets that shake when you bump into them and, and monsters wrapped in bubble wrap. Like, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a well-made show. <laughs> You know, for when when it when it wants to be, it, it's an incredible looking show. I just wish that the conception and the the writing and the production matched that ambition. Uh, I, I think everyone everyone's been trying their best, and I'm very happy that Russell T Davies is going to take over again. <laughs> oh yes. Well, aren't we getting Tegan and? Something. We're getting we're getting Ace and Tegan, Ace. Uh, two former companions, back, uh, as well as like Kate Lethbridge Stewart is back, uh, the head of unit. Um, we're getting Daleks, we're getting Cybermen, we're getting the the lone Cybermen. We saw a shard in there, um, oh, and of okay. course the Master, um, who it's heavily implied uh, was Rasputin. Um, I think that's I think that's how that's going to play out. That would be cool. I I don't hate that idea. I mean. I love Rasputin as a historical villain. He's yeah. Like one at one at one point, he has like the big long beard and the hair, and it's like yes. yeah, okay. Yeah, that would be fun. That's interesting. So yeah, so so lots of things drawing to a close at once. Uh, lots of lots of closure in the next couple of weeks. And then we will um, finish our Robin on project, and we'll have a work on something else oh, for well. our ongoing podcast series. I'm sure. I'm sure something will crop up. Oh, we do need to do our No Time to Die deep dive again um, because I think it's oh, on exactly, Amazon, yeah. I think it's on Amazon Prime now. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah. If you want to go back to James Bond and Friends, I recently did uh, their No Time to Die little catch up podcast. They were doing um, weekly ones because they've been releasing all the Bond films in the cinema in the UK. So they got me on to do a few of them, and I did No Time to Die. So that was interesting. Um, just chatting about that uh, again, but I didn't rewatch it. I kind of read up on it and watched some clips, but I didn't sit down with the entire movie. So I'm keen to do that and um, we'll go through the whole thing again. With you, Stu. Indeed. Expert that you are. But, um, yes, if you have any ideas or suggestions, definitely call in um, because, you know, we love hearing from people and you can do that at any time uh, via at Girl Clumsy on Twitter or at Disco Stu on Twitter. He doesn't need to advertise. Um, I just do it for him. Uh, Patreon.com slash Girl Clumsy is uh, the home of my Patreon. Thank you to everyone who has been supporting me via Patreon for these past few months. It has been a time. And I know I've been saying that since the pandemic. (laughs) You've been saying that for nearly three years now. I know I've been saying that for almost three years. Um, But I mean it. And uh, I'm in a moon boot at the moment uh, still for another two to three weeks at least, I think, just depending on how fast this ankle heels and it's very frustrating kind of not being able to really do much um so having having you know patreon there to kind of be that that support is is something i can always think of 
and go, wow, people are actually paying me to do this. So that's, you know, always a nice thing to, to think back on. So thank you very much for, for being a part of that. Uh, and facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne is the other place you can join if you want. Um, I'm doing a show soon back in Brisbane um, ah. called Great Grandiosa Bamboozle. It's basically a magic and psychic variety night. Um, with my character, Great Grandiosa, who's a 100% legitimate psychic, Stu. <laughs> Hundo P, legitimate psychic. Um, but, yes, I've actually got a um, friend of the pod, Pete Booth, magician, um, involved, and another another magician and a stuntman as well. So we're going to be doing like a cool kind of magic stunts variety mm. improv shtick show. It's going to be fun. Um, you can look it up actreact.com.au and come along if you're in Brisbane. It would be awesome. Anyway, um, thank you to everyone for listening uh, and thank you to you, as always, Stu, for being the uh, Damon to my Viserys, for being the supportive <laughs> supportive bro as I literally hobble around. <laughs> I just realised <laughs> just realized how apt that is. I mean, my face is still okay at this point, but I, I do have the whole broken uh, leg thing going on. So, sure, yes. Um, I appreciate you holding the crown. Uh, to, wait, that makes me sound up myself. Well, anyway, you, you get my point. Um, <laughs> we will be back next week for episode nine, which is Definitely called... Definitely will. Do you remember the title? Uh, it's called The Green Council. Ooh, well, that's going to be interesting. Yes. Uh, and until then, as we always like to say, Vala Magulis. The dragons will dance. <laughs>